0: We discovered from Scripture, we showed you that the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of grace, that the Holy Spirit is really the one who imparts the grace of God into your heart. And so, grace, guys, remember, it's not a concept, it's not a curriculum, it's not a doctrine. Grace is a person, and grace is a spirit. The Holy Spirit, he's the person, Jesus, the person of Jesus, and and Jesus, of course, is present in your life. He's actually in you through the person of the Holy Spirit. Spirit. And so, grace is a living reality, guys, in the heart of every born-again believer. And grace wants to transform you from the inside out. You see, uh, the fruit of the Spirit, holiness, in this Christian life is going to be the result of the Spirit of grace working on the inside of you. He's called the Holy Spirit. And so, Holy Spirit is the one who's going to produce holiness in our lives, guys. Amen? Amen. It's not going to be our self-effort. Now, let's get started here in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 16 in the NLT, and we're just going to jump right into this, guys, here tonight, and I, I really believe it's going to bless you. And so notice what he says here. He says, so we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. Now, this is huge. He, sa- he says, at one time, we, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. But how differently do we now know Him? How differently we know Him now? Now, this is the Apostle Paul, of course, writing here to the Corinthians. And notice he says something very powerful, guys, that we re- really want to get a hold of. He says, we have stopped evaluating others from just a human point of view. Now, what does that mean? The King James here says, uh, we, 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 um, we don't just know people in the flesh or after the flesh. So what he's talking about here is just according to the five senses, guys. In other words, he's, he's really talking about not judging other people based on where they may be right now. In other words, you may be struggling right now. Well, we don't want to just judge a person based on, on their struggle. Uh, you, you know, you might be dealing with a bad temper. Well, we don't want to just judge somebody based on that. And so what he's really saying here is that there is more to a person than meets the eye. You know, this is big, this is a huge deal, because the thing about religion, guys, is that it's always judging people according to just a human point of view, you know, according to uh, where somebody is, according to how well they might be behaving. Now, Paul says we don't judge, we, we, we don't evaluate others from just a human point of view. And then he goes on to say, at one point we knew Christ from a human point of view. So he's talking about when Jesus was in the earth realm, in his uh, uh, during his earthly ministry. And he says, well, well, now we just don't we don't know Jesus just based on on him being you know in 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 the flesh and in, in, in the flesh meaning in the in a physical earthly body, is what that's talking about. And so he says, how differently do we know him now? And this is huge, guys, because how do we know Jesus? How do you and I know Jesus? We don't know Him from a human point of view. In other words, you don't know Him from just, you know, in the physical. He's not, guys, how many of you know? I guess we all know He's not physically in the earth realm right now. We know Him, how do we know Him, guys? By means of His Holy Spirit. You see, you know Jesus through his Holy Spirit, child of God. In fact, I want you to realize again tonight that the way that you are in a personal relationship with a God that you can't see through your five senses is through the Spirit, is through the Holy Spirit. And so you can't separate the Holy Spirit now from your relationship with Jesus. You see, the Holy Spirit is, is intricately a part of all of that. Now, he says in verse 17, This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. Praise God. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. Now, this is a very familiar verse that we quote quite a bit. Uh, If you're in Christ, you are a new person or a new creation. Now, people talk about this, and, and we talk about it when somebody gets born again, but what I want to do tonight, guys, I really want to break down exactly what this means, because you get born again, you give your life to Jesus, but, when, you know, and, and you hear this verse, well, I'm a new creation, but then you get back to your regular life and what happens is you know if you're honest not much has really changed in other words you still got those old thought patterns you still got those old tendencies man you still got a bad temper and i'm th- i'm not saying this to condemn anybody i'm just this is just an observation all of us guys are still a work in progress and so the, the there's kind of like a disconnect sometimes i believe when somebody gets born again and we tell them, you know, you're a new creation, but then, man, Alex, everything just kind of still seems the same. I I just kind of seem like I'm still the same person. Alex, I I I know I should be having some more fruit that I'm showing forth in my life, but I just, for some reason, I just can't quite do it. Alex, what's the deal? And so we want to break this down here tonight. And what you want to understand, guys, that the new creation, that that the new creation, guys, it's a reality. It's not a concept. It's not a theory. It is a reality. But catch this now, child of God, it is a spiritual reality. Glory be to God, we want to talk to you tonight about spiritual reality, that there is more to us than just meets the eye. There is an unseen part of us. There is a spiritual reality. And so the new life that this is speaking of, uh, the new creation that this is speaking of, is actually the spiritual life, guys, that is imparted to our born-again spirits the moment that we get born again. Remember, we looked at last week how the Holy Spirit is the one who imparts your new nature. The Holy Spirit is the one who causes you to be born again. But what I want you to understand is that the part of you that is born again is your spirit. Because how many know, guys, that man is a three-part being? Humans are three parts what you are is spirit soul and body in fact flip over to 1 Thessalonians 5:23 and i'll be reading that in the uh, king james bible 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 23 i want to show you this from scripture that the Bible says that we are spirit, soul, and body. And I want you guys to understand also that even though uh, religion oftentimes uses spirit and soul interchangeably, the Bible actually never confuses the two. And notice what he says here, 1 Thessalonians 5.23, And the very God of peace sanctify you holy. That word holy means completely. And he says, and I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so he's talking about sanctification. He's talking about the process of becoming more holy. In other words, uh, showing forth the fruits of the Christian life. He's talking about you uh, seeing transformation in your life. Now what he's saying is uh, sanctified holy, and then he says spirit, soul, and body. And so guys... The totality of who you are is spirit, soul, and body. Spirit, soul, and body. And what I want you to understand right now, that is that when the Bible talks about being a new creation, he's not talking about your body, guys. Because how many know, man, you got born again, you got into Christ, but your, your body didn't change. And so, you know, he says you're a new person or you're a new creation. In fact, he says all things have become new. Another translation says... But my question to you is, what part of you has been has been made new? It's not your body, guys. Your body stayed the same. You know, you gave your life to Jesus, whenever that was. Could have been recently, could have been years ago, could have been decades ago. Your body didn't change. And, watch this now, your soulish realm didn't change. In other words, your soul, that's your mind, your will, and your emotions, it didn't change. Uh, what changed is that you started believing in Jesus, but if you're honest, your thought patterns still stayed the same. Uh, the way you felt in your emotions still, for the most part, stayed the same. And so, the part that that, that is a brand new person, friend, I want you to understand, is your spirit. It is your spirit. the deepest part of who you are that was made completely new when you got into Christ. And so the very moment you said, Lord, I believe, I believe Jesus died for me on that cross, I believe Jesus rose again, that very moment, His Spirit took up residence on the inside of you, and your spirit person, your spirit man, was made completely new. And so no matter how you feel in your emotions, no matter what it looks like in the natural, I want you to understand that there is an unseen part of you, there is a deeper part of you uh, that is brand new, that is a new uh, creation, that is, in fact, uh, grafted into uh, the the Godhead. The Bible says we've become one spirit with the Lord, and so you've been grafted into, uh, into, into Jesus, basically. Glory to God, you see. That's why the Bible can talk about being in Christ. Is everybody following me so far? And 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 so 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 we're saying there's an unseen part of you that the, the spirit, the deepest part of who you are, beyond your mind, will, and emotions, beyond what you can see in the natural, that has been made completely new. And so what you want to understand about this deepest part of who you are is is that who you are in the spirit, you you you're you're not gonna be able to to um you see, you're not gonna be able to, to to necessarily discern your spiritual condition based on your emotions. You see, the, the the mistake that we oftentimes make, guys, is when we mix spirit and soul. You know what happens is what well, we're get, well, What happens is people tend to live by how they feel. Well, Alex, today I feel like I'm righteous, and so I believe I'm righteous. You know, but then you have a bad day. You know, you got a bad traffic day or whatever, man. You know, some stuff happens, and you feel a little great in your emotions. You know what I'm saying? And now you're saying, well, you know, I don't, I don't think I'm the righteousness of God anymore because I can't feel it. Guys, there's a big deal. There's a big issue, actually, when, when we, when we live by our emotions, uh, you know, when you, when you think that you are wh- how you feel. Well, what I want to get you to see here tonight, guys, in order for you to live the spirit-led life, in order for you to live a spiritual life, you can no longer live by your emotions. I heard someone the other day talking about, you know, his experience in a, in a church uh, that he grew up in. And he was talking about how, how it was a church that was all about, you know, having an emotional experience. In other words, and I think a lot of people can relate to that, that when you have a strong emotional experience, man, that, that, you know, the presence of God must be here because, I, because I'm getting goosebumps, you know, <laughs> you know, like, 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 like the, the evidence of the presence of God is goosebumps, you know, but I want you guys to know that's not how that works. You see, the spiritual realm, guys, is beyond the, the soulish realm. It's beyond the realm of your soul. And so it's beyond the realm of your thoughts. It's deeper than that actually. It's it's thank you Lord. That's a it's a better way to say it is, is a, it's a deeper it's deeper than your mind, your will and your emotions. You see your 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 spirit, uh you can't, you know, you you might be having some crazy stuff going on in your mind, but I want you to understand that if you are born again, if you are in Christ, glory to God, your spirit is the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You have a brand new nature on the inside of you. Now, since the spiritual, guys, is beyond the realm of our emotions, you know, what, what happens is, you know, if, if I ask you, well, how are you doing in your, in your soul, in your soulish realm? Well, you don't have to pray about that because you're going to know, well, Alex, I'm feeling pretty good today, or Alex, I'm a little disturbed today, I'm a little anxious today, or whatever the case may be. So that's your emotional realm. If I ask you, well, how are you doing in your body?, You don't have to pray about that. You just, you know, you're either pain free or you've got some issues going on in your body. But when I ask you, how are you doing in your spirit? You're not going to be able to necessarily answer that question. And so what happens is that God has actually given us, guys, glory be to God. He's given us a spiritual mirror, which is the Word of God. Child of God, I want you to understand that the Bible a lot of what you read in scripture is talking about who you are in the spirit who you are in Christ. In fact, look at this verse in second Corinthians. If you're not there, just let's let's head over back to 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5 and look at verse 21 in the King James and I want to I'm going to show you an example now of what I mean where the Bible is talking about a spiritual reality. He says in second Corinthians 5:21, for he hath made him speaking of Jesus He hath made him to be sin for us, glory to God, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Man, that's awesome. Now, child of God, if you're going to read this verse here from just a a natural, carnal perspective, then what you're going to do is you're going to make the mistake of thinking, well, Alex, I don't always act righteous, and so this can't apply to me. Or you'll say, well, Alex, I don't feel righteous in my emotions, and so this couldn't possibly apply to me. But friend, what I'm here to tell you is uh, that this is talking about a spiritual reality. You see, this is not a theory. This is not religion. Uh, this is not, you know, a tradition. Glory to God. No, this is a spiritual reality uh, that if you are in Christ, if you have been joined unto the Lord, you are in Christ. And so that means you have a brand new nature in your spirit. And so God, quite literally, guys, has made Jesus sin with our sin. A glory be to God so that we, in exchange, could receive his righteousness. You see, On the cross, the great exchange took place. Jesus took our sin, we received His righteousness. Jesus took our infirmities, we received His wholeness. Jesus took our anxieties. Glory to God, we received His peace. You see, you see, but it's true in your spirit. It's true in your spirit. And so what happens is, when you read this in Scripture, and you receive it by faith, even though you don't necessarily feel it yet, Well, what happens is you receiving it by faith now enables the transfer to be made between what's already true about you in your born-again spirit and what your day-to-day real-life experience is. And catch this now, child of God. God has given us a spiritual mirror so that we can look into the Word of God and see who we are in Christ, in the Spirit. Amen. Everybody tracking with me so far? But He's also given us a guide, and that guide is uh, the Holy Spirit, glory to God. Because the Holy Spirit is always going to speak to you about who you are in Christ. You see, the Holy Spirit is going to uh, bear witness to you in those moments, man, where you have anxieties and, and you're kind of feeling like you can't really make it anymore. Well, the Holy Spirit is going to be the one who whispers to your heart, and he's going to speak to you about the peace of god. Uh he's going to speak to you that god is your protection, god is your shelter, he's your safety. Glory to god. You see, when 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 you feel uh you know a little uneasy, he's going to remind you, uh, he's going to he's he's going to speak to you and he's going to remind you that he is your comforter. You messed up, you made a mistake, man. You know, it did something you shouldn't have done, glory to God, well, he's going to be the one who's going to whisper to your heart, you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You're righteous, independent of your performance. You are who the Word of God says you are. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's the Holy Spirit. He's going to bear witness to who you are in Christ. And so, to know who we are in the Spirit, we got to look to the Word, and we got to receive it by faith, which then enables the Holy Spirit to work on the inside of us. And what is the Holy Spirit do, guys? Well, the Holy Spirit's job is to confirm the reality of the Word of God to your heart. You guys catching me? And so when we talk about living the Spirit-lit life, we can't separate this now from having an understanding of who we are in the Spirit. You see, one of the big issues with a lot of religious traditions is is that they keep people stuck in the old. In other words, they're going to get you to identify with your performance and they're going to say man you just got to do better uh, you know you're you're supposed to be righteous and so we we got we need you to act righteous you know and so you try to do that by yourself effort but God set this thing up, guys, is that if we will just believe His Word, if we will just trust what He says about us in His Word, if we will let the Holy Spirit bear witness to us, well, now Holy Spirit, remember, guys, He's working on the inside of you. Glory be to God. He's working on the inside of you, confirming the Word of God to your heart. And what He's going to do is He's going to be the one who now creates authentic transformation in your life. Are you guys tracking with me? And so we can't mix this now with performance, because when you're stuck in performance, what you're doing is you're keeping yourself stuck in the natural. You see that the issue with someone who lives in the pattern of the law of Moses is you're always going to be focused on the natural. But the Bible says we don't know people merely according to the appearance. Remember, he said we don't know people just from a human point of view. And so a person trapped in performance can't live the spiritual life because their attention is always on the natural, always on the carnal, always on the soulish realm, you know. And guys, catch me. Thank you, Lord. We're not, when we talk about this now, we're not talking about you disregarding what's happening in the natural. You know, in other words, you don't want to take this to the extreme. You know, we're not saying, stick your head in the sand. No, you know, we know what's going on in the natural. We know the issues that are going on. We know what's going on in the soulish realm. And so you're never going to deny how you feel. But man, what I'm telling you is that in the, in the midst when you got that stuff going on, you want to remember. And if you don't, you want to have people in your life who can remind you, well, that's not really who you are. You see, no, you're the righteousness of God. You see, you're the healed. You're the delivered. You're already sound. You see. And so you, you, you might not experience it yet, but the Holy Spirit is going to bear witness to you. He's going to remind you of those promises. Amen. I want us to look at real fast these verses in the Amplified Bible. Second uh, Corinthians 5.17 Amplified because he really puts it very well here, very powerfully. You know, the, the Amplified always kind of amps it up a little bit, guys. Amen. <laughs> so 2 Corinthians 5.17 Amplified says, Therefore, if any person is, notice this now, guys, engrafted in Christ... You see, you've been grafted into Christ. And again, this is talking about what now, guys? It's talking about spiritual reality. You see, if you don't understand that this is a spiritual reality, man, what happens is, you know, it's just going to be something that you've heard like a million times, especially if you grew up in church, but it's just not going to resonate. You know, there's kind of like a disconnect because, well, Alex, you know, yeah, I'm in Christ. Yeah, I've heard that before. But what I'm here to tell you, it's talking about your spirit that deepest part of you has been engrafted into Christ, the Bible says, the Messiah. And watch this. He is a new creation, a new creature altogether. The old, previous, moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, the fresh and the new has come. Glory to God. Now look at verse 18. He says, But all things are from God. Now this is talking about your recreated spirit. You see, in the new creation, the spiritual Creation, the new creation that, that 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 God is is bringing into the earth realm in the body of Christ, guys. All things in your spirit are of God. You see, in your soulish realm, guys, I am going to submit to you. All things are not of God. Okay. <laughs> in other words, you and I, man, we both sometimes got some thoughts going on where it's like, man, that thought was not from God. Okay, I have no idea where that thought came from, and, uh, you know, I don't know if it was the, you know, the, the food that you ate, or whatever, or whatever it was, I don't know, but there's some thoughts sometimes where you'd know that's not of God, and so what I'm telling you is that he's not talking about your soul is wrong, he's not talking about your mind, he's not talking about your body, because our bodies, guys, the Bible, of course, says that, uh, you know, our bodies are, They've not yet been made new. Uh, eventually, uh, there'll be, there'll come a time when our bodies will be uh, made new and we'll have resurrection bodies, the same body that our Lord Jesus has, but we're not there yet. And so he says, all things are from God in your born again spirit, in your recreated spirit. And then he goes on to say, who through Jesus Christ, he's reconciled us to himself. He's received us into favor, brought us into harmony with himself. That's talking about your spirit. And he gave unto us the ministry of reconciliation. That by word and deed, we might aim to bring others into harmony with Him. And so, in your spirit, you've already been brought into harmony with God. Now, why is this important, Alex? This is important because when we talk about showing forth the fruit of the Spirit, you got to start with who you are in Christ. If you think that all there is to you is your behavior or how you feel in your mind, well, then that's going to keep you stuck there. But you got to understand, there's a part of you, guys, that's already been made new. That's the new creation. That's the new you. That is you, who you are in Christ, you see? And so, when God looks at you and he calls you righteous, he's talking about who you are in your spirit. Everybody say out loud, I'm the righteousness of God. Type it into the chat. If you're with someone, say, I'm the righteousness of God. Now, that's independent of your performance. Amen? And it starts to make sense, guys, when you understand, well, that's who I am in the Spirit. Hey, guys, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubit. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. Be sure to join me again on our next podcast as we continue growing in our understanding of God's grace. Now, to learn more about our ministry and to download the full-length audio of this and other teachings, simply head to graceworkonline.org information on how to become a grace vision partner or how to make a gift of any amount to our ministry simply head to graceworldonline.org forward slash give and i pray that you continue to see god's grace manifesting richly in your life and i look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast